the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You were born for such a time as this. Such a time as this. Humbly submitting to Jesus Christ and repenting. You have to do that. I remember my pride was hit head on. Thank God when he spanks us. If you're being spanked by God, thank Him for it. Don't get grumbling and complaining. Thank you for taking that job away if it meant me rejecting you. Thank you for giving me that health scare if I was drifting from you. Thank you for my finances being drained if that's what it takes to get me back to you. Thank you for that spouse walking out the door and saying, I'm never returning if it caused you to give up that addiction. Thank God when He spanked you. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the third and final part of this sobering message from Pastor Shane titled, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Revivalist preacher Samuel Chadwick once said, Spirit-filled souls are ablaze for God. They love with a love that glows. They serve with a faith that kindles. They serve with a devotion that consumes. They hate sin with fierceness that burns. They rejoice with a joy that radiates. Love is perfected in the fire of God. Today, Pastor Shane lays it out directly for you, listener. Are you hungry for God? Do you thirst for His presence? Are you desperate for His Holy Spirit to light you ablaze? Listen to this fiery sermon as Pastor Shane once again challenges us to seek Christ with all of our hearts. All for the glory of our beautiful Savior, King Jesus. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Idleman. And the reason I say could have, or this is considered this, or this commentary, because when we, I, I'm, I'm a person who can't say this is exactly how it's going to pan out when I don't know how it's going to pan out. How can I say, oh, well, this is exactly what this means? Give me a break. Every commentary is divided. That's arrogance. That's pride when we're not open and teachable. And he opened the bottomless pit and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. So something can you is, is opened. Now, what's interesting, the sun being darkened, it could just mean our, our vision is, is clouded. You know, we're not able to see certain things. Maybe it lines up with in the last days, many will, what, fall away. They will not be able to see clearly again. Regardless, divine permission had to be given from God for what follows. 
Like I said, smoke is a devastation of, it's either, it's either devastation or it's a loss of sight. If it's not physical smoke, it could be, I mean, when I read it, it sounds like a demonic, um, it's kind of hard to understand, but do you know that Satan is not equal with God? The book of Job is so interesting. Satan was going back and forth on the earth. And he said, he's talking to God. And he wanted to go do something to Job. He had to get permission from God. So God allows certain things. So this demonic opening of this pit that releases all types of demonic bondage and demonic strongholds. And there's a lot of parallels to even right now. I mean, remember Satan used to be like kind of trying to be sneaky and deceptive. Now he's just out there. You see some of these concerts from some of these, these artists. They, they'll have, they'll have 666 on the stage. They'll have devil skulls and they'll have dressed up as Taylor, Taylor Swift crossing a line even. And, and these, some of these artists, these rappers and these, it's like, uh, you know, just this, everything is just devilish. And, and I remember, um, uh, you know, with Lady Gaga's image and who's the lady on the voice? Is it voice? Kate Perry, Katy Perry. Kate Perry, her mom and dad's a pastor. And so pray for her too. But once you come out singing these demonic lyrics dressed as a demon, hello, that's not good. That's not good. Little Nas X, unbelievable satanic. They think 666 is cool. They think this is, oh, it's cool until it has you in bondage and you bow to that leader who wants to destroy you and take you out. It's everywhere. Satan, Satan is, when I saw the flyer for the satanic group is wanting to meet the library, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Who allows this stuff? Like that would have been, that would have been just like laughed out of the consideration 20 years ago. Now it's welcomed. Commentary from Ellicott. The emblem of a fallen star is used elsewhere in the Bible. It speaks of Lucifer from falling from heaven. Christ describes Satan as lightning falling from heaven. I knew I read it somewhere. So, uh, some great power or ruler is represented. Then by this fallen star, or they're represented by the fallen star, the abyss is the same word rendered the deep in Luke 8.31 where the demons besought our Lord not to send them into the abyss or the deep. Then out of that smoke came locusts upon the earth, and to them was given power as scorpions of the earth have power. They were commanded not to harm the grass or the green or the trees, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Hey, there's believers during this time. So everybody thinks all Christians will be out of here when it gets tough. Maybe, I hope. That's what I'm praying for. I love that position, but I got to... Now, this could be the 144,000 we talked about a couple weeks ago. You can bring in a lot of different things. But we do know that God seals those who are His. Do not harm those who are sealed with the Spirit of God. I remember in Ezekiel, God was going to bring judgment on the people. And Ezekiel said, "Go." he told the angel actually, go and mark those who sigh and groan over the sins of the land. Mark those so when my judgment comes, it will not fall upon them because they share the same heart that I share for compassion for God's Word, for a love of God's Word. They want to stand up for the truth. Oh, they might not be perfect. They just might not 
not be nothing in their own eyes, but God sees their heart. They are marked by God when they put his truth, they elevate his truth, they look to his son for redemption. It's a very powerful thing. And only those who had the seal of God on their foreheads were not harmed. And what did locusts do? They devastate, they devour, they destroy. One of the commentators here, I believe he's from Germany, Niebuhr. The head is like a horse. Of this locust. A head is like the horse and the breast is like a lion and the feet are like a camel. Embody like the serpent and a tail like the scorpion. A lot of times too, the Bible will use images like Russia is, is what the bear. You know, China's the dragon. And you'll see that too throughout Scripture, that God will use certain things like that. And they were not given authority to kill them. They were not able to kill those sealed by God. Oh, I'm sorry. They were not going to do anything to them. But they were not given authority to kill the, the unbelievers, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like that of a scorpion when he strikes a man. In those days, men will seek death, but they will not be able to die. So it's some type of maybe a plague. Maybe some type of, of something that were, they, it's, it's, it's such um, chaos and, and devastation that they want to die, but they can't. It's not something leading to death. And the shape of the locusts were like horses prepared for battle. On their, on their head were crowns of something like gold, and their faces were like the faces of men. So the, then this makes you think, okay, obviously these weren't literal locusts. You know, is this some type of biological attack? <laughs> Welcome to my world. And they had hair like women's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth, and they had breastplates like breastplates of iron. And so what John is doing 2,000 years ago, God gives him this vision and this is what he sees and this is what he's explaining. You know, people have said uh, nuclear holocaust, tanks, um, you know, our, our fighter jets. It's hard to know. I just know you don't want to be here. And their wings sounded like chariots with many horses running into battle. They had tails like scorpions and their stings were in their tail. Their power was to hurt men five months and they had one king over them, the angel of the bottomless pit. And he says, one woe is past. Behold, still two, two more woes are coming after these things. So again, many people say these are evil spirits. Other translators say that the interpretation is unknown. Again, Ellicott said, just as natural scorpions of the earth have power to cause suffering, so these allegorical locuses of the vision appear to possess the means wherewith to plague mankind. This is why what's going on should not be a surprise to a lot of us with what's going on in Israel, right? 
We know, I mean, if you take time, you read Ezekiel 38, Ezekiel 39, a lot of people think that could be the nation surrounding Israel coming against Israel to take that land and to wipe her off the face of the earth. It's a fulfillment of that. And actually, I believe, I've read it in a while, but it shows that Israel appears as being defeated. And then Christ comes, steps on the Mount of Olives, and the split occurs, and the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, defeats, because that's actually His land. He's of the lineage of the tribe of, of David. His land. Now you're fighting in Christ, now you have a problem. Nothing, nothing. Can, what nuclear weapon are you going to use against Him? Every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that Christ is Lord. In those days, men will seek death and they will not find it. They will desire to die and death will flee from them. So let me bring this home. For whom the bell tolls. For whom the bell tolls. For whom the bell tolls. A form of godliness. This is so important right now in our culture. Second Timothy. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Anybody think we're living in the last days? For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, money, boasting, proud. No, this is not right now. <laughs> Blasphemers. They blaspheme God. They wear their rainbow flag and dress up as the opposite sex and put their fists in the face of God. You will not prevail. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. You think you're mocking God, but He will have the final say. They are blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy. Unloving. Unforgiving. Slanders without self-control. Brutal. Despisers of good. Traitors. Headstrong. Haughty. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. But here's the kicker. They have a form of godliness. All these people. You ever listen to these Hollywood actresses and actors? <laughs> Debauchery and sin and darkness, yet they have a form of godliness. We just love everyone. God is within. I'm a good person. A form of godliness. And they, that, it's because they make God in their form. And so they have a form of godliness, meaning form, that word form is, is, uh, it like gives an appearance of something, gives an appearance of being good, but they deny its power. Having a form of godliness, but they deny its power. From such people, what? Turn away. So for whom the bell tolls, this is for you. Your lifestyle either confirms or denies God, God's power is working in your life. That's what it boils down to. They have a form of godliness, but what is it? What's, what's the scripture say? They have a form of godliness, but they deny its power. See, they're, they're not denying its power. Their lifestyle denies the power of God in their life. I have a form of godliness. I'm good. And I love people. It's all about love, yet you're rejecting Him. You're caught in sexual perversion and your lifestyle screams just the opposite. So their lifestyle 
is condemning them. And there's four things we have to watch to. I'll bring this home shortly. A rejection of God via idolatry. For whom the bell tolls, it's going to be to those who reject God because of idolatry. It reminds me of when Jesus said, it's hard for a rich man. Isn't that interesting? Why, why not a poor man? Why not a middle class It's hard for a rich man who has idols. Wealth can buy, do this, God of their own life. It's hard for that man to enter heaven because he doesn't see his need. Could that be you this morning? Could that be someone listening on radio later? This message is as much for you as it is for others. On that note, we got an email this week that these sermons now are going to be airing every night in downtown San Diego at 6 p.m. on K-Bright. That area needs the Gospel as well. All areas right now. Or the second type of person, a rejection of God completely. This will be the atheist. And again, they don't deny God because of they lack facts. They, la- they deny God because they are arrogant. Do you ever listen to those famous atheists, Hitchings, or Hutchins, what's his name, Hitchings? Yeah, Hitchings, and what's the other one? Hawkings, two H's. I'm like, I, I can't watch more than five minutes. The arrogance just, it just drips onto everything. It's just the, the blasphemy and the arrogance. And they pressure them, well, where where? Where did life come from? Well, maybe aliens planted us here. What? Who created the aliens? You guys, you've lost your mind. You're trying so hard. I don't want there to be a God. I'm God of my own life. Then I have to repent and I have to submit to myself, submit and I have to admit, admit that maybe I was wrong. Pride is what puts people in hell and humility puts us in heaven. Now, I will clarify that for all the theologians. Not being humble is a good work, but humbly submitting to Jesus Christ and repenting. You have to do that. I remember my pride was hit head on. Thank God. Thank God when He spanks us. If you're being spanked by God, thank Him for it. Don't get grumbling and complaining. Thank you, God, for spanking me. Thank you for taking that job away if it meant me rejecting you. Thank you for giving me that health scare if I was drifting from you. Thank you for my finances being drained if that's what it takes to get me back to you. Thank you for that spouse walking out the door and saying, I'm never returning if it caused you to give up that addiction. Thank God when He spanks you. And then, of course, a rejection of Jesus. It's, it's, it can be the same, but often people don't reject God, but they reject Jesus. Just watch a clip this week from Ben Shapiro talk about Jesus. It broke my heart. He couldn't be so more wrong. Number four, this is where many people live. Carnal, 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 for whom the bell tolls it will toll to those who are carnal. What they do is they lust after things. They lust after things under the banner of love. 
Ever ask those people, say, we're just supposed to love everyone. Well, you don't love me. Yeah, because you're a truth talker. <laughs> we don't love you. What, 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 you. You're tolerant of everything except opposing views. They lusted. They lusted. Their lusts had taken over. Now be encouraged because Paul says, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor liars. He just goes over, we'll enter the kingdom of heaven. But he says, but such were some of you. But you've been washed, you've been cleansed by the blood of Christ. Now it doesn't mean those old sins won't knock at your door anymore. You ever been tempted to lie? (laughs) Balcony. Every time my wife asks, does this dress look good? Right? (laughs) I just had to relate. I had to relate. She's okay with that. But my kids have caught me in some doozies. Haven't they? Haven't they? Dad, Dad, let's, it's, hey, it's time to go to bed. We're done. We're going to bed. No, let's go to Chick-fil-A real quick. Oh, they're closed. <laughs> How about frozen yogurt? Minchies? They closed too. Maybe tomorrow. Right? That little, that little lying spirit in you. Or I've done this. I mean, I'm guilty maybe even this month. Hey, I know, is everything okay? Yeah, it's going, it's fine. That just means I don't want to deal with you right now. Come, can, hello? So it doesn't mean we don't struggle with these things that try to pull us back. The difference is, in this camp, it's a lifestyle. It's unrepentant. I don't care what God's Word says. I like this. It's who I am. I was born this way. Big difference, isn't it? One's a struggle, the other is a lifestyle. Be be crystal clear on that. Then I get this a lot. Christians are so judgmental. Actually, many are not judgmental. We want you to avoid God's judgment. I'm not judgmental. I'm helping you avoid God's judgment. That's actually love. Paul said we are to warn every man. Paul said that. We are to warn every man of the wrath that is to come. Boy, Shane, that's not popular. Right, but I've told you before, we're not trying to build a mega church. We're trying to reach a lot of hearts. And the funny thing is, the more you honor God, the more He gets it out. Like for example, San Diego, the more He just... Because He wants to get this message out there more than we do. Think about this. Think about how important this is. Somebody hears this, right? They hear this. And they die in the next five seconds without receiving Jesus. They're spending eternity in hell. Let that sink in. Is that not true? Somebody's driving, oh yeah. They're driving down the 405 or the 5. 
See if I can name some of the eight in San Diego, Pacific Coast Highway. And they hear this, oh, that's a good point. I should do that someday. Bam. Traffic accident, they're gone. For whom the bell tolls, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.